I am not gonna front like I know the words. Uh, Nicole actually knew some of the words <laughs> yesterday, and I was like, "How do you know the words?" We had a whole old school, like '90s, early 2000s pop session last. Yeah, that was fun. That was that was all good. the in syncs and Backstreet Boys. Boys. And do you remember them though? Who Cleopatra? Uh, Cleopatra? Yeah, vaguely. Do you remember that they were like the inspiration for Cheetah Girls? Yes. Okay. Because she said it was 3LW. I said, no, they just took the dark skinned girl out of 3LW <laughs> and put Raven Simone Put a more in famous light skinned girl with them. That's, that was the recipe. They did that girl wrong. Oh, my God. They did. But look at her. Okay. She's kind of doing better. She's she doing better than most. Word. Yeah. So, you know, word up, girl. Get your bag and don't owe 50 no money. <laughs> girl. Because <laughs> I, I bet Bow Wow is in trouble. Cents. I bet it's hard working with him. I don't. I, I bet they don't really do say much, and he got he probably tell people to bend down when they talk to him. Oh, not bend down because he's so short. <laughs> so they have to look up. I can't stand Fifty Cent. I know he up there just trolling people at work. He looks like the type of boss that just be always playing pranks on somebody. And you better not do nothing. You better not do nothing, nigga. <laughs> nigga, yeah, he walk around just jumping. Ah, oh, watch this, watch this. Knock all his shit off his desk. That's why he hired that nigga, the short nigga, the the power nigga, because he's smaller than 50. Oh, Lord. These are... Sh- oh, no. And that's why they're always shooting him up. <laughs> Boy, you are small. It's 50 like Diva. Whose bike? Whose bike? But oh. he got the money. Okay, well. Somebody Stop him. owing him. Why y'all keep taking money from this nigga? You see know. his Instagram posts. What is the name of that... Um, that spirit that plays tricks on everybody. It was on uh, Supernatural. Oh, girl, I don't know. Okay, there's there's like a little leprechaun thing that's always playing tricks on people. Right. And he's always, I think that's who 50 Cent is. Mm-hmm. Like, he all he got the money, but he always fucking with somebody. It's like he's a, he's a spirit, a sprit, a sprite. He's a sprite. Uh-huh. There it goes. Mm-hmm. I got to find this name for y'all, but that's, it's pretty interesting. He always just wants shit to be fun around him, but it's only fun because he gets to fuck with you. <laughs> oh and God. people keep keep indulging his ass. Yep, they do. Because they be like, oh, he said he'll give me money. Mm. Okay, do Stop that. Stop taking it. Anyway, welcome back, Lie Detectors. <laughs> <laughs> back for another week. Yes. Welcome yes. back to Where's the Lie? Where's the Lie? <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all the amazing fathers out there. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. I, don't, I have my father passed and my grandfather passed, so... Aww. Happy birthday, Dion's daddy. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Birthday. Sorry, my bad. Happy Don't Father's Day, Dion's daddy. Well, yeah. Happy Father's Day to Alexis' granddaddy in heaven. And to, yeah. I guess, all, you're all y'all. <laughs> right. All y'all. This dad is above. <laughs> happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to the one that I gave two babies to. <laughs> Not one but two. <laughs> Not one, but you got a two for one. And many don't burn no chicken. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, this week in... Things we care about. I am sick. Lord uh, Jesus. Alexis woke up sick because she played in the rain in no <laughs> coat. <laughs> she thought she was Usher. I didn't expect to get caught in the rain. <laughs> With no jacket. And now she just... It was, it was sunny when I went out. And then I was out too long and had to run to the car and... You know, slim now. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so don't judge too harshly. So, what are we doing this week? I want to talk about, about people that are outraged over this Nike model. Okay. Mannequin. 
It's not even a model. Are we okay? It's I not even t- a person. I gotta take my glasses off for this yes, because those are so prescribed. They are not. It's <laughs> just know. clear plastic. I was talking about you. <laughs> Middle finger. No. Okay. Anyway. Um not I don't your know. nails like <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and try to do the thing. Okay. Oh, we're working. <laughs> I don't know which one of you niggas is out here mad about a plus-sized mannequin. But what I can tell you is get a fucking life. (laughs) What the fuck does that have to do with you? A, that's number one, okay? What does that have to do with you? Go to last week's episode, click on Mind the Business That Pays You, and learn something about if it don't concern you. Leave it alone. What the fuck is you out here writing articles for? (laughs) It's an article worthy? Yes, and then so whoever wrote the article was talking about... In this war against obesity, first of all, what the fuck? A war? <laughs> Who's fighting? Okay. Second of all. At McDonald's ain't win. Nowhere. And I don't see nobody knocking that bitch down. Right. Right. They talk about uh, body positivity is just um, enhancing obesity and making it okay. And this, this mannequin is not right or whatever. And I'm like, why are you? Well, first of all, why are you? A mannequin cannot eat. <laughs> Okay, it didn't get fat like that just from eating. So it was built, okay? That's number one. Number two, right? Um, Don't attack the people that's big. Attack the food that your government is fucking feeding us. Okay. Attack that, okay? Make vegetables affordable. Right, okay. Because I know vegans is running up a bag. Okay. (laughs) Vegetables is fucking expensive and they they die fast. We know. Right. We try. Okay. And it's hard. Third of all, if you want big people, and I'm just going to say women because that's what the mannequin was, but bigger people to lose weight, don't they need clothes to fit them (laughs) in the gym? (laughs) So how are they going to know what it looked like if there ain't no mannequin up there to be like, oh, I could fit that? (laughs) Bitch, what the fuck? What you want? Okay. What do you want? Because it was hypocritical as a motherfucker. <laughs> like, nigga. So what they got to wear while they work out? Thank you. Which I love my 600-pound life watching people wear sheets because it wouldn't be a fucking show. <laughs> she don't feel confident, confident enough to go work out. Just wiping themselves in the living room because they done dragged the fucking bed out there because they can't get through no goddamn doors. <laughs> If she was inspired by a Nike model, she might have gained a little pep in her step. Okay, so listen, if it don't concern your skinny ass and you got a problem with it... Don't run! (laughs) Don't talk to nobody who's trying to get fit and fit in some cute Nike clothes. We want to look cute too, bitch. In the gym. Jesus, I'm in the gym every day. I want to look cute too. Can't take no pictures because I'm in a shirt. Right. Just baggy as a motherfucker. Out here still looking like a whale. I done ran three miles on this goddamn treadmill. I want to be in a bra and, and pants too. Just get the fuck out of here. That's my rant for them. Well, that's, you know, that's it for me. <laughs> so, hold on. Everything is so serious. Hold on. Okay, let's, let's, let's do this first. Let's do the... The law students. My people. Yeah, her people. If you heard last week, I told y'all that Linda bitch she was, was not, not the prosecutor, okay? There was other people involved, all right? <laughs> and that, first of all, is it true that yeah. that SVU is named after? It was inspired, inspired by, by. Yeah, girl, Linda. that seems to be the thing. 
I told y'all. I never liked Olivia after she did that to Billy Porter. Okay. Okay, y'all don't know who that's pray tell. She tried to set him up. And Dion was done with Olivia's ass. And now throughout the episode, I was like, uh-uh, no. Y'all ain't listening. Y'all ain't listening. Oh, no, no. Oh, he lost his job. He was kind of famous to Fuck be a you, gay Olivia. black actor and working with kids. And then he lost his job and he was like, I don't give a fuck if I was found innocent for real. I can't go back and work. Right. And she was like, I was just going through something. I know you goddamn lying. <laughs> I know you goddamn lying. I was done fuck with you, it. Fuck you, white bitch. Yeah. So we were, she was done with Olivia from there. So oh, also, I heard that one of the show creators or whoever, he got locked up for child porn. Oh, I heard that too. Mm-hmm. He was some just, of our Facebook friends had right. He was just tweeting, just tweeting child yeah. pornography stuff. My nigga, <laughs> the fuck, fuck it, So I don't even watch. First of all, I like the regular Law and Order in the first fucking place. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm with the Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I like it. Okay, I like the original. I, I'm kind of fucked with SVU, but anyway, yeah. Um, but the actual prosecutor mm-hmm. was a law professor at Columbia Law School. She was working. And our good, our good, good brothers and sisters over at uh, Columbia Law, our mm-hmm. black brothers and sisters. Decided, mm-hmm. oh, bitch. You can't stay here. Oh, what you gonna teach us? Uh, oh, no, no, you gotta oh, get, get the, the fuck. Oh, get your shit today. So, you know, our good black law students over there, they protested, and now Linda had res- I mean, I don't know what that girl they, name is. She, um, she resigned, but I think it was a forceful. It was resin- a forceful I, because Columbia sent out a letter <laughs> to the students, like, Listen, and I'm gonna tell you what's funny. White people, sorry. white people as a community feel attacked by that action. I've noticed white people are like, "Well, if it wasn't for that show, right. and black people are just such agitators." Oh no, no, no! Because we're removing the the infection out of out of the education system or out of the court system or, or out, out of, of the criminal justice system. Yeah, because we're move, removing an infection, it's causing you to feel uncomfortable. So you feel your way of life is threatened now. Yeah. That's what's going on. How dare these black bastards? But these are law students. Oh, yes, they are. This is your future. And I think that this this opened up their eyes oh, yeah. to what they are about to walk into. I hope all of them go into defense law or uh-huh. civil rights law or, you know, something out there to prove people's innocence, to get to get brothers who really can't afford um uh, lawyer, some good But defense. most importantly, get them some money. Yes. Because what the great Jenny Cochran said is, if you can't get justice, get paid. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, <laughs> and who can't relate to that? that? I mean, reparations are due. I'm still looking for my great, 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 great grandmother, 40, 40 acres and a mule. mule so. You probably didn't have to go back that many greats. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, my dad, my grandpa was born in 1925. Yeah, all right, so I'm just saying, uh, if you can't get justice, always get paid. Because if anything, we can create a a division of wealth where we can give our children the same thing. They 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 can get the equity to start life that right. whites already have. Right. So real talk. I don't care if you the white lady that grabbed the black lady at Old Navy, bitch, pay me. Okay. Now let's get into that. Okay. <laughs> Look here. Toronto, I thought y'all was supposed to be above mm-hmm. all this. No, you seen the uh, books for Negroes. I thought I thought y'all were draking it out. Y'all, what, what okay, Drake why? Is still half white. He's why Jewish. is oh, why did Old Navy have a white bitch just grabbing Grab. on a black woman? And held on to her. He should have just grabbed, she held her. Look, Becky, you got to, first of all, I what pissed me off 
is even if you assumed, first, why would I walk out of the store with it on? With the shirt on. That's number one. Don't why wouldn't I have a shirt from Old Navy if I shop here? <laughs> Nigga. I've been here before. I bought this here. What the fuck are you talking That's why about? I'm back. Right. I wanted another one. The fuck? First of all, but if you had the suspicion, there was a whole different way to handle that. Oh, girl. I don't understand why security was allowed to stand there and, and have just and just watch as this white lady. Black brother. Had a light-skinned ninja. Had a kung fu grip on this black woman. And she woman. looks at him with the camera's like, you just gonna let her? Ugh, the most unprotected okay. person in, in America. In, not even, that's Toronto ain't even in America. It's the black woman. That's the world. My the nigga, world. the we gave the world life, and we are the most unprotected person. He said nothing. He looked at her like, "Well, what you gonna do?" Because if she would have hauled off and was like, "All right," so and because you know she gonna win. Because first of all, the way the girl, the manager, eyebrows were drawn on, she can't fight. <laughs> all right, she didn't give a fuck enough to blend or blot or or make a shape, girl. Something. So. I'm sure she was going to lose that fight. And the lady was uh from West Indies. She was from an island. Right. So I know she could. That's why she didn't want to fight. I know that's why she didn't hit that lady. Girl, because I'd have been like, so she y'all, knows y'all be see a her assaulting me. situation if she would have hit that woman. Right. You see her assaulting me. And if I just haul off and give her two chops to her goddamn throat, she that's self-defense, that right? She probably got went to jail for assaulting somebody else. Girl. So she tried to do the right thing. Like, you see, this is assault. This is assault. That woman deserves to be compensated because she was embarrassed. Word. She was held up. Word. And, and now she she's was assaulted. triggered by Old Navy commercials. Right. Pay her. Now, I saw, because, you know, all in the shade room and ball alert comments, people were like, sue. So she said it. She was like she was going to sue the girl. But I saw someone who lives in Toronto, um, a black girl who I follow on Instagram, and she was saying that people in Toronto don't sue like that, but she will get compensated. Okay. Now, I don't know how that worked out up there. Well. But give give her her money. Because that, that Navy, then another old Navy person came out and said, nobody should be putting their hands on you. And they fired that girl. It should be a law, like that day. (laughs) It should be a law that every time a white person triggers a black person's uh, PTSD, Mm -hmm. they should pay them. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, if you berate me in public by calling me a nigger, you should, by law, have to pay me. Absolutely. Trigger me for anything in slavery. You should have to. I bet you will calm the fuck down then out right. there. I mean, like, I'm all glad that, I don't know if it was Nevada or somebody did the um, law that you can sue the people who wrongfully call the police. Yeah. But that's that's all well and good. But sue is going to cost me money. I think right. you should just make them pay a fine. Make them pay a fine. You're right. Because if they keep having to come out of pocket, I think they'll stop fucking doing it. Because <laughs> sue could be tied up in court for right. quite some time. And we all know how the criminal justice system work out. You sh- listen. <laughs> okay. You've seen it. We've seen it by now. We right. all have seen it. But yeah, so um moving on. Moving forward. Okay, so I wanted to talk about do we okay. I don't know who I need to worry about first. Oh, my God. Us over here or them over there? Oh, my God. It's so Um, much. Let's go with uh, this tragedy that happened in L.A. The police out there just using black people as target practice. This guy, Brian Twyman, he was sitting in his car. The police showed up. He surrendered, you know, hands up. Mm -hmm. It was him, another guy's girlfriend, apparently. That's what was reported. They complied. They were complying. And then he was... Um, shot, I think somewhere between like 72, 
87? 30. 30. Oh, thir- I'm sorry, 37 times. Um, enough time to reload. Okay. Okay. Why and that many? I'm not sure. And the girlfriend was beat up. After witnessing him die, and she was arrested, and the other guy was either shot or beaten. Everybody was some some happened to everybody, and they weren't doing anything. Like literally, not doing nothing. LAPD. Um, what the fuck going on out there? I mean, like I know we all know the LAPD. If you know, if you feel my leg, you know the LAPD. Is right. Who they are. But, um, but like just open broad daylight, just shooting niggas. It's 37 target, it's just, times? It's target practice. It's target practice. They don't give up. I, I don't... We know they don't care, right? But they don't care blatantly. And then it's not even really being talked about. But See, the thing is, something has to happen, and there has to be time that goes by before we find out. Kind of like the F, uh, uh, FDA, mm-hmm. when bad meat is... They'd be like, oh, salmonella. Somebody had to get sick. Mm-hmm. Somebody had else to, had to get had to sick. Test it. And then and then it has to become, you know, spread. By this point, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. These people either died or some shit. So why does it have to be so much time go by for us to be like, oh, no, let's take action? Why can't it just be stop doing the shit so we don't have to go through all that? Right. Because you know we're going you know to do it. Because in Memphis, there was a riot the other day because the police shot somebody up there. And the, they protested, and the police, you know, it's starting to become legal in a riot that the police can shoot the rioters mm-hmm. because they, uh, whatever they have is considered a weapon. Mm-hmm. Against a gun? Against a gun. Against a gun? So whatever weapon that they claim in, in L.A. that they found on this guy and that wasn't there, but they're saying it was there. Of the course. police saying it was there, but everybody else saying it wasn't of there. Of course. But we're taught to trust the police in their word. Um, none of that warranted 37 times (laughs) you see none of that none of that warranted you're supposed to eliminate the threat none of that warranted a death why was his girl beat up how are you high what is your hiring process what is your psych evaluation all races allowed (laughs) (laughs) no but like for like but for real the the history of the lapd they were bringing People, like, way back in the day, they were bringing people from, like, Mississippi, Alabama, white oh, no. white racist people to come be on the police force. And then that's how L.A. started getting separated because they were only trolling, patrolling black neighbor um, neighborhoods to keep them in, the in na- that neighborhood. neighborhood. They were just free for all for black folks. That's oh, why the riots God. in the 60s happened. That's why the riots in the 90s happened. Okay. Well... I want to. Yeah, I'm about it. to get dangerously close. They all people in LA are still feeling that Nipsey death. Yeah, y'all that, about to get dangerously close to yeah. a whole nother right. You might want to. Um, I want to say chill out, but you don't listen. <laughs> so prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. But by everybody need to prepare themselves. Black people, if you fear feel it in your spirit roaring up for a riot, be be prepared for what they gonna do because they ready mm-hmm. and they every opportunity ain't no riot coming they gonna try to take more of us out mm-hmm. don't riot your neighborhoods word if you go I'm not giving a handbook I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying don't mess up your don't shit don't fuck up your shit right they already coming in your shit I, you know there are courthouses that need to be burned down you got to think <laughs> you got to think somebody find experience it's somewhere out there in LA okay <laughs> Sally May headquarters. Okay. Help somebody out. Help us. If you going to do it, <laughs> do, do it, it right. Do it right. <laughs> Help the people. If we going to hack, 
Hack it right. I mean, like, why is we hacking Di- or Sony or Disney? Who was got hacked a few years ago? Uh, somebody. somebody. Yeah. And not Sally Bay. Nigga, we don't want to pay these student loans. I'm saying, black people, we are smart. If we're going to go about something to shake the fucking system, I say fight club, they'll hold out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> if you going to do it. Do- All right. Well, <laughs> okay. <sighs> uh, Sudan. What is exactly going on in Sudan? Terror. What 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 started this? Do you know? I don't know actually details about Sudan. All I know is that there have been. You have details. I got a little bit like something about the um. I guess who was over Sudan uh-huh. for thirty years stepped down. Oh yeah. And uh-huh. so then I guess they don't have nobody over, so they let one of the armies take over for three years. I guess that was the plan. Oh. And then there was a peaceful protest. And then I guess that's when the terrorists start happening. They start doing the murders and the, all that. So is it the armies doing this? Some TMC. Hold on, I'm finna start fighting for y'all. There have been a host of rapes, uh, murders. Yeah, children. Like somebody was murdered like 10 times. Like they say, if you leave your house, you run the risk of getting raped. Why, why do you feel the need to put your dick in somebody to show power? What the fuck is that about? I have no idea. There are many other ways to hurt people. I mean, don't hurt people, but rape. Is it that serious? And men rape children. They're raping children. Children. Like, I heard like a six or nine year old. That shit's crazy. And why is this not being broadcast on the news? Fox News hasn't said a word. Well, of course Fox News is going to. They have a video? They're Muslim and they're black. So, of course, Fox News isn't going to say anything. Okay. So. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we were looking up something about it, trying to, okay, trying to be a little bit more abreast on the situation. Uh, so, who protects them? Right, because if this is the government, quote-unquote, the army that has taken over the I mean, government. like, who are their allies? Because normally, don't the United States get involved when there are human rights <laughs> violations going on? First of all, who the fuck is America to be overseas talking about what human rights are? Y'all did slavery. Right. Who the fuck are y'all? We still try to fight for human rights. America ain't but 242 years old. They think they got all the answers. So first of all, who the fuck is America to be going over to somebody else talking but, about, but, you're not treating those people right. But who's gonna, But since we like to get in other people's business, are they going to get in their business? I don't know because I'm not even actually sure. You remember when Trump put out a travel ban? Uh, I'm not sure if Sudan was on that ban or not. Uh, I don't remember. Do not quote me. But I knew I knew it was people. Um, the, all the countries that were named had nothing to do with nothing. So they said it was like over forty plus corpses found in the Nile River. Mm. Now you're tainting the Nile. Now people, this is crazy. I don't know what's going on in Africa. I don't know what's going on in Sudan. I don't know how. How do okay. we help? Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. At least we could on. offer, like, you know, refugee. But these are brown people. Of course. Brown and Muslim. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, then this was planned. This was... They're brown and Muslim? I think the majority of the Sudanese people, it's either between Muslim and Christianity. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, this is during their holy month. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was planned, but they know what they're doing. I don't know. Let's it go. It seems like every time brown people in the world become at a scary number, there's always a massacre somewhere in a brown country. Mm-hmm. As soon as this, because the population doesn't do anything but keep growing. And every time, you know, let's hit Sudan. Who's going to be next? Uh, you, all, you always keep, you, they keep damaging our people for generations. Mm-hmm. They will always do something to shake every generation of black, black and brown people to to keep us in a place mentally to be submissive at some level. Because look at apartheid, mm-hmm. you know, you got this here, you know, things that have went on in Haiti for a while. Right. You know, it's always something, but that's just my theory. Y'all, y'all you know, pay attention to the little, the little things. Whew, I think, uh, I think we need to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. All right. Hey, Lex, hmm. I'm going to give you a little conspiracy theory. Ooh, okay. Okay, so over in the UK, there's a secret service group that works for the government. They clean up UFO landings. So they hire people and... They call them every so often, maybe six or seven months go by. They pay for housing, food. All they have to do is answer the phone when it rings. So when the phone rings, there's it's on YouTube. There's a guy, he tells a story about he went to work for them. It's not here because the U.S. have their own special government that does uh, UFO clean cleanups. So he said six or seven months go by they call him they give him a meeting spot it's like him maybe seven or more guys maybe seven to 15 guys they don't say nothing they put on these biohazard suits they clean up all types of shit Mm. and the shit that they see they're not allowed to talk about it he was like it might be different pieces or it might be animals that have all their organs that come out but the way they were cut looks like it was burn marks Mm -hmm. on their bodies and all their organs would be gone. So they have to clean all that up. They'll have to clean up like strange sludge. And he was like, the funny part about it, he might have did this for two, three years. He has had um, at least 15 different types of cancers. <laughs> but the government pays for it every time. Like his health care is paid for. But he cannot have children. <laughs> he, um, But he's always battling cancer. It's like... 15 different types of cancer, like crazy types of cancers. So he um, does not quite give the name of the special secret service group, but you can find him. But he said he's worked all over the UK. He's never worked in the States because the States don't like to tell what they find. What the fuck? What do they do with them? You wouldn't know that. I don't know. Mm. They just bag it up and then they leave. Hmm. Things that make you go. Mm. All right, welcome back. And so today we are joined with a very special guest, another Talladega's very own, Mr. Jonathan Bates. How you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Trying not to be nervous. <laughs> My first time doing this. So. Don't be nervous. Everyone's like, oh. It's not that serious. <laughs> no, this is serious. serious. You're talking like, to us. Right. I mean, okay, cool. It is. So welcome. So I don't know if y'all, you had something go so viral 
Yes. And now, and people are just sending me your freaking face. <laughs> Every time I turn around, somebody they don't know him. They'd be like, did you see this meme? I'm like, I know that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the story behind that. You know, um, since I've been in Georgia, I do this thing where basically at the end of the school year when summer first starts, you know, I pick with my friends who have everyday working jobs. Because you're a teacher. Uh, yes, I'm a teacher. Okay. So, you know, uh, the first year I did it, I had a robe. And as a matter of fact, my wife was actually, we were engaged at that time. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant with my daughter. And she was on her way to uh, do summer school, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I just woke up and I walked out and said, babe, I want you to take this picture. And so, you know, it was me in a robe and I'm kind of waving out to the neighborhood. <laughs> and I posted that. So every year, you know, I have teacher friends like, Yo, babes, you gotta you gotta do another one. <laughs> and then I have other I got other friends who are workers and relatives and whatnot, like babes, don't post that damn thing. <laughs> I gotta so, go to work still. I don't exactly. want to see. I'm gonna unfriend you. And so for whatever reason, you know, I decided to do it. But the night before, I got in full mode. Bought a new bathrobe. No. That was a new bathrobe. He invested in his well, viral. You I got to. Here's the thing it. about it. The thing that people don't know, I put it on Facebook. My wife didn't take this picture that went viral. My eight-year-old daughter took it. What? So she her. was out there and, okay, daddy, uh, look over there. And she was calling the shots. <laughs> and so I posted it on Facebook, posted it on my page. And, you know, people started commenting. But then I posted it on, a, um, a, um, I guess, a web page on Facebook mm-hmm. called Black Educators Rock. Oh, okay, mm. a group. You're in yeah, a group. it's a group. Yeah, a group. Yeah. And so from there, you know, people started commenting, started yeah. liking it. And then there's a guy from Birmingham. As a matter of fact, I was at work because I work part-time at O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's Auto Parts. My girl Q. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Q yeah, hit Q. me up hey, on Q. Facebook. <laughs> she was like, yo, Bates, you made it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I made it. And then I went back to look at the post that she, I thought she posted on my page. Yeah. And I realized, hold on, whose page is this? <laughs> and then I saw what she was talking about. And I said... Damn, I did make that made me a meme. Yeah. It made you a meme. And then from there, it just went crazy. So and how even, did that make you feel going viral? Did you feel like nervous? Like, oh, love you know posted on my face. <laughs> Hold on, here's the irony of it. I went viral. Everyone sees my picture, but they don't know who I am. Uh-huh. And as a matter of fact, I um took my daughter to dance camp last week, and her instructor was there, and we were just making small talk. And she made a comment about, oh, you must be a barber. Because I said something about, you know, I'm about to go home and just relax. Yeah. So she said, oh, you must be a barber. I uh. said, no, nah, why you say that? She was like, because every time I see y'all lined up nice, I said, no, I'm actually a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, this is me right here. I'm about to be doing this. And I showed her the meme. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, yo, you about to relax. And then she looked. She was like, hold on, wait a minute. That's you, you. Yes. I was like, yeah, yes. that's me. No, that's she was like, I thought you were somebody, you just being in that character. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe one of my girl's dad, yep. you know, it, and she was like, let me share this on our page because they got oh, their own little page. that's right? adorable. And she was like, one of my uh, dancers, dad, this is his picture. That oh. is And so, so cute. from there, you know, I got people, I had a relative say that she has a relative in, I want to say New Mexico who shared the picture. What? And so it's gone. I seen one where someone uh, shared it with me on Instagram. And I'm not on Instagram like that. You know, I got a page, but I'm, I don't really check it. And it had like 10,000 likes. What? You know, between that... You know, uh, school was out during that time, but when I went to my uh, school, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. High School's graduation, mm. you know, when I'm congratulating all the graduates, Mr. Bates, you don't went viral. Like, <laughs> you all on Instagram. And so, 
that really, really caught me off guard. That's so, what's up. Yeah. That's okay, what's well, um, happy Father's oh, Day. Oh, yeah, happy Father's uh, Day. This, this will be coming out Sunday. So, okay. happy Father's thank Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And happy Father's Day to all the wonderful fathers. Happy Father's there. Day to your brothers. <laughs> yeah. All the wonderful fathers. So, yes. since you're here today, um, we wanted to cover something very important that is not discussed widely in the black community. Okay. Oh, that's... Um, Oh, always. Bad, it's always my, my bad. There. It's always me. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, y'all. Depression and depression in the black man. And you have a book out. Yes. Called Conversations, a memoir. Yes. Now tell us what about this book. Okay, this book came about um, last summer. My wife and my children went to Milwaukee because my wife is from Milwaukee. Went to go visit, you know, her family. And I stayed home because, you know, I was working a part-time job. And during this time, you know, the previous school year was very tiresome. You know, the school year wears you out. Mm. Yeah. Dealing with students and the issues they have to deal with. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to take this time to rest. Yeah. But once I was at home by myself, it was no rest. Yeah, mine started. You know, my mind started like, ah. Oh. And then, you know, missing my family. And, yeah. you know, you even though you say, okay, I need a break, probably yeah. the two or three break is the only thing I really need. Mm. Yeah. Because after a while, I get to missing them. And then I got to reflecting, like, you know, I don't go out. I don't do anything. And I just started feeling down. And before I knew it, I was like, damn, I believe I'm about to have a mental breakdown. What? Like, it was it was serious. And so what ended up happening was, i never forget one Sunday, I was sitting outside. No, I didn't even go outside. I just broke down. Mm. And so I went on ahead and put on Facebook, like, yo, like, I finally come to the realization. Because I started praying, like, God, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And it, just, it was just revealed to me, like, you know, you're depressed. Mm. And so that, you know, I was feeling that. And the first thing I did was after I released that, then through writing things started pouring out. So I wrote a letter to my wife. I wrote a letter to my parents, my sisters, my Mm -hmm. uncle, just thanking them, letting them know I'm going to be okay. And then that following day, I sat outside on my patio because, Mm -hmm. you know, being out in nature, that's that's, I just love, especially in the morning time, just sitting outside. I understand And I just started (laughs) writing. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to write about this, but I don't want to write about it a typical way. You know, the self-help where, you know, a lot of times when you get books on depression, it, it's almost like watered down. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, oh, uh, you know, it's light at the end of the tunnel. Have you read a few? I, you know, I've come across a few. Okay, you know? okay. But I said, no, there is light at the tunnel, but I want people to see that real dark place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want yeah. people to be able to relate to it, be like, you know what? It's very dark when you're depressed. Right. Yeah. And so this book in a nutshell... It's basically about me having conversations with myself, having conversations with the character named Miss D, who is symbolic of depression. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you why yeah. Miss D is, uh, why is she female? Well, I've, I've been asked that question before. Oh. You <laughs> straight. Me, for me, I wanted this book to be in the form of what depression brought out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so... I'm having a relationship uh, with okay. this woman named Miss D, who mm-hmm. is depression. And out of this unholy, ungodly relationship, children were born. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, I'm not I don't have I never had a relationship with a man. I'm not a homosexual, so I couldn't make it a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, for whoever reads this book, if they want to make Miss D, Mr. D, or Big D, or whoever how they want to, to you know, how yeah. it, yeah, that how it represents sense. you. But for this, you know, because of the things that she does in this book, how she seduces me time and time again, how she um, 
begins to become pregnant and conceives time and time again, and how these children are a representation of the different forms of depression. I so who with. were the children? Okay, so if you look in the book, um, you have stress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have regret, mm-hmm. you have anger, you have fear, Damn, you have a shame. It's a lot of kids. You know, and they have different names. So, you know, for example, um, stress. You know, um, his name in the, in the book is Street. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have, um, let's see, Regret. Mm-hmm. Her name's Greta. Oh, okay. You know, um, you have Anger, who's Lil A. Lil A. Lil <laughs> okay, so you gave always them like names. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> but see, I gave kid. them names to humanize them, basically, that. you know, um, to personify them. Right. You know, because when things are personified, then you they're more relatable. Right. Yeah. You know, so I made all these kids. And what happens is these kids, when you read the book, and if you know about me or, you know, my family, because a lot of times people never saw that side of me because I kept it to myself. But they are an exact reenactment of who I am. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about stress, how... I would be down when I'm stressed or that little A with the anger and how much anger I had built up inside of me. And it's sad to say that only those around me have seen that side because I know that, you know, they understand one and then two, they're more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, if I explode on my coworkers or something, that's, that's something that they would never, because yeah. once I let loose, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what's funny about that. Lex and I, with staying together, we've learned so much. <laughs> she, she was like, I only feel like I can be like this with you because I can't be like this with everybody else because they leave. Mm-hmm. And so I get what you're saying. The ones you love, they are forgiving because, you know, they love you enough. And they understand. To, right, they to be understand. like you're going through something going at the moment. Something. And I hope somebody else understands that. I don't try to be so crazy. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes I can't keep it. But see, with up. me... With me being very sociable and a people's person, I want people to have a certain, and maybe I need to grow out of that, I want people to have a certain type of um, thought about me. Mm-hmm. You're a brand. It's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I go off to that tangent, then, you know. They'll be scared. Yeah, be scared I was because, like that. I was like, I just want everybody to like me mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, don't yeah. have no beef with me. I don't exactly. want nobody to be like, if you mention my name, be like, oh, I hate that girl. You know, I never okay, wanted so to have that I'm impression opposite people. because I wanted people to be afraid of me <laughs> because I'm little and I don't okay, like so people talking to me. Exactly. But in a home environment, I'm like, talk to like me. Word. Like word. All day, exactly. I'm just, I'm in your face. Why? I'm in your room. <laughs> now you go talk, talk to, to me. me. Now talk to me. <laughs> but in public, oh no, I'm very don't right. don't fuck with me. <laughs> My mom was like that too. She was like she puts on a face when she goes out. They just be like, don't talk to me. When I first seen her mom and met her, I thought I thought she was mean. And, but I did that with Candace too. I guess it's a sad thing because yeah, it's a sad because I okay. thought Candace was. Duck up. I couldn't. I, ooh, who's this high yellow girl? And now look at us. And now look at your mom. Like, she's got my baby. <laughs> Word. So, yeah. So, when you were going through this process, did you um, look back and start seeing, like, when your depression started or yes. how or what was coming and it, about? And it starts because what, what I started to understand was one, once that first um, child was born, mm-hmm. That was a direct result of being depressed. Mm-hmm. From that child was another child. And, and it was a basically a direct reflection of from stress lead to regret. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm stressed out over 
you know, things I'm, I've done and, and as a result of that stress. Now I'm starting to regret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I start regretting it, then I start becoming angry. Uh. Once I start becoming angry, then that's when that fear arises and, and this and that. And, you know, from there, it was like, okay, either I can keep going down that path or I can make a change. And I believe, honestly, between praying and meditating, I fasted for a few days. Mm-hmm. And then writing this book, those demons were released. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, with those demons being released, you know, spiritually, you know, as a Christian and whatnot, there's a Bible verse that talks about how uh, these demons were cast out or a demon were cast out. But if you don't clean that house up and basically, you know, put something good in there, and I'm just paraphrasing, seven more demons will come. Mm. So and like so, a detox? It, it, it's like a, okay, put it like this. Let's say, for example, you're dealing with something that you want to get rid of. And if you're looking at it spiritually, okay, if you get rid of that, whatever you want to get rid of, let's just say drug abuse for whatever reason. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. If you get rid of that drug abuse, mm-hmm. but then you don't put something in this place that's positive, oh. and it's just empty, oh, an yeah. empty house will eventually become, you know, it won't so be vacant any longer. Mm-hmm. So you have to replace it with something positive. Do you think that's why when people going through situations, it takes them so long? Because they have to find, when they like get a hobby, mm-hmm. go walking, you have to find something healthy to replace it. it. Exactly. It can't be empty. Yeah. Because eventually something that comes empty will be full. And it yeah. may be full of something that you don't want it. It may it's be like something that'll be something weight. worse. Mm-hmm. And when she, if you don't keep it up, <laughs> yeah. then you gain it back. You gain it back. It's more. Right. Exactly. Uh, so. Do you do you find that now you recognize your triggers? And do you mind sharing with some of your triggers? Um, I do. You know, as far as triggers are concerned, you know, not just reflecting on everything, you know, in the past, because like I said, one of the one of the uh, forms of depression that really gets me is regret, mm-hmm. you know. And so if I sit down and just start back regretting the things that I've done in the past, then that's going to keep me down. Can I ask you, uh, what is something that you regret that caused this? That, that was the, You know, when you're going through something, you get mad, you're going to replay the... That's what you go back and replay. Yeah, what's one one what's, yeah, regret you replay over uh, your okay, mind? Okay, so now, one regret I play in my mind is, uh, with this being Father's Day weekend, mm-hmm. I guess the, the, the way things went between my son's mother and I, meaning... Your oldest. Yeah, my oldest mm-hmm. son, yes. Not your wife. Um, not my wife, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. My oldest son. I choose not to even call her name. Yeah, let's do Because, that. you know, um, it's so bitter right now. Mm-hmm. And, but then I get to thinking like, okay... Had I done something, you know, had I been more cordial throughout the process. But then, you know, when I think about it, it's like now because the times I've been cordial, it's still resulting in the same thing. And so that, that's one of my regrets. Um, regrets of, you know, not handling business when it should have been handled mm-hmm. and being in the financial bind, knowing that. And I talk about that in the book at times how, you know, my wife would stay on me about doing something. OK, Jonathan, you need to do this. You need to do that. And at the time, it's like, okay, I'm going to do it, but why are you nagging me? Yeah. And then when it hits the fan, it's like, damn, she said I needed to do it. I didn't do it. Mm. And now we in this mess. Yeah. And so, you know, with that, it's like you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, but regret is probably one of the worst forms of, um, you know, the depression that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. And anyone who lives with regrets, you know, it's, it's almost like if you're driving, if you're steady looking in a rearview mirror, you're not focused on what's ahead of you, you're going to crash. So and, so how would you 
coming through that and yeah, with was, that regret, I was just about to say, how would you do handle this different? Yeah, so like if you start replaying stuff in your mind now, how do you kind of just be like, oh wait, I need to and how do you apply regroup? that or right. or attempting to? Okay, apply so how it. do I handle that? Yeah, you know, I have to stop and pray because me and this is just me, me physically. I dealt with it so much, and every time I try to deal with it on my own, you know, it never worked out. So I have to stop and pray and just be like, you know, Lord, just get that out of my mind because, you know, I'm going backwards. Uh. And so just trying not to focus on it because those thoughts are going to steady arise. You know, yeah. it's, it's something that's going to happen that's going to trigger that. It's something that's going to be a reminder. But, you know, just knowing that I have a goal ahead of me, mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing things right now, you know. I'm doing things the right way right now, as opposed to what I messed up in the past. So it's basically just like staying in the present. Stay, stay in the present. Put your blinders on, just, you know, straight ahead. Right. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind you. Because things always come full circle either way. Like, nobody can run from nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing can always be bad forever. Mm -hmm. they, they tend to always come back full circle. So I guess what you're saying, if you sit back and focus on that now, it's not saying you forgetting about it. It's saying it's going to grow a resentment right. towards it. Exactly. See, the thing about it is this. From all of the pain, mm -hmm. you're supposed to grow. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you're supposed to grow. But it's how you deal with it. To me, it's like if I sit back and reflect on it and just get sad and get sad, then, of course, that depression comes back. Of course, you get down. But if I reflect on it, I'm like, okay, now I know what to do, what not to do, and then use that as a form of, okay, you know 2 plus 2 don't equal 6. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so since you know that now, you know the answer. So stop doing so it. Stop doing it. Just go and, and go through it. I don't think I, I don't think I just realized a lot of my depression comes with regret, too. Like, so a trigger for me, and I think this is, It'll sound so weird to other people, but mail. Yeah. I hate opening mail. So, like, the one that is, like, it's for real, for real. Like, I'm looking at it like, oh, my God. I got to open it and then read, read what's it? inside. Yeah. So, like, in the core of my depression, I had flunked out of Clark. And mm. so I was, like, lying to everybody because I didn't want to yeah. be that disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And so I um, would come and, like, steal the mail from my mom, like, all my loan papers saying that I owe them because I'm not in school. And mm -hmm. so, like, I would just go and hide mail in, like, my drawers and stuff like that, unopened. Wow. And so, like, now, like, mail comes in my name, and, like, I have to tell myself, I done got two degrees now. <laughs> I am not running from the law. Like, just open the mail. It's okay. But, but that reminder kind of right. sets you back. But you know what? Kind of using that as a kind of segue, I guess, to the next part. Uh, of what I kind of want to talk about. When you're talking about the difference between women and men mm -hmm. and how women deal with yeah. depression or anything else as opposed to men, you know, we're taught as men that we have to be strong. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, women are emotional, so of course they're going to deal with that. And so what happens is when you talk about men having strokes and heart attacks, that's because mm -hmm. of all the things that they dealt with that mm -hmm. they chose not to open up about because it was it was always seen as a form of weakness. Mm -hmm. The boys aren't supposed to cry. And to a degree, I live by when you talk about the boys are not supposed to cry. No, you're not supposed to cry when you don't get your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you're not supposed to cry every time you get a little bump or bruise. But yeah, there are times, it's, it's a time and a place for you to cry. Right. You know, but with men, like I said, we've been taught that, oh, you have to be a man. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at times when, you know, if you're in a relationship with a man and you're trying to get him to open up, you have to understand that 
if you've been programmed a certain way for years and years, it's very hard to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just so happened that me, I've always been emotional. I've always wore my emotions on my sleeve. So if I was happy, you knew, you knew I was happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was upset, you no knew. matter how much I tried to hide it, you knew I was upset. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I believe that kind of helped me out to a degree. I've always um, written, you know, poems and things of that nature since I was in high school, short stories when I was in middle school. And so writing has always been that form of, you know, releasing whatever emotions I had. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about rappers, for the most part, the things that they deal with, they're able to write it out. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. still may be dealing with it, but writing it out, getting that negative energy out of you, you know. But as men, you know, we have to learn how to deal with this because depression, what I'm starting to find out, you know how they say that 40 is the new 30? Mm-hmm. You know, depression is the new norm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is scary. And, you know, the other thing is in the black community, when you're talking about depression, and um, my best friend and I was talking about this uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, we always been taught, oh, you know, you just pray about it, you go to church. Mm-hmm. That's one form. Yes, right. you do that. If you're if you're spiritual or you know a Christian or religious or whatnot, but if you're a believer in God, you have to understand that God has blessed us with doctors. Mm-hmm. God has blessed us with people in our lives to open up to because yeah. you know you can't deal with this by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I believe now we are in the age of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. We're in the age of yeah. revelation. Meaning simply this: things that we've been taught our entire lives. You know, now we're starting to see. Okay. It may not be that right. It may yeah. not be that right. right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I was gonna ask. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask though, while you're while we're in this about black community and things, our big brother Brian <laughs> has found out like, oh, girls talk for real, for real. Like y'all get deep. And he was like, niggas don't do that. Like he was like, we talk about music. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So I was gonna say, do you find yourself or do you have like other black male male friends or support or somebody that you confidence that you can go and talk yeah. to about this and yeah. they can really be honest. I talked to um my two best friends, uh, Greg and uh, Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all know Chris from Talladega. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Knocking everybody out and stuff. Like that, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, we talk, and I believe we've just come to the realization as family men, you know, that not all the time we will be able to confide in our wives. Mm-hmm. Oh, what and, is that? And, okay, meaning this. Because we expecting that. Come tell you. I'll be real with you. Because women up here, we expecting when you get with a man, that that's who you go, That's your best friend. Ain't that mm-hmm. what girls say? Mm-hmm. That's your best friend. You're supposed to tell me everything. everything. We're supposed to be. Okay, so for example, I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios. I mean, school is stuff. It'll, it'll <laughs> okay, make us chill so out. Now, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you the main point of thought. Yeah. If I'm going through something, as a man, I've, taught, like, I've been taught this, I've seen this, and I still do feel this way. I don't want my wife being depressed or feeling a certain way because I'm feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that as a man, okay, if, if my wife is feeling a certain way, if she's down about something, okay, I can help take that weight off of you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put my weight on my wife. That's what women but we, expect, though. But they we want, want you that. to. We like, need yeah. Because yeah, now we're see, doing something. You, you the man, you're but, doing all the, but, let us let But us as a result, you, okay, right. so for example, this is how I am. So for example, you know, if... If my wife is going through something, then, okay, I can help her deal with it. So, there's two people going through it. But if I'm going through something and then I share it with my wife and then she's suffering through it, now it's three people suffering. I'm suffering because I'm going through what I'm going through. 
my wife is suffering because she knows what I'm going through. And then I'm suffering because she's suffering suffer. because yeah. I'm suffering. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's certain things like that that, nah, I don't want to put this on her. But some women want to be, some women expect to be the spiritual and emotional balance for their family. And I think that communication is getting lost in translating of what is the role of a man and the role it of is. a woman. You know, the whole, in today's society, everything, every structure that we've been taught about is being reviewed. It's up for review. Yeah. What is a man? You know, you got to think that about it. When I was in high school, if you were a homosexual, for example, you weren't a real man. And now that's being questioned, mm-hmm. you know, um, a two a single parent household as opposed to a two parent household, a two parent household with uh, two men as opposed to a man and a woman, mm-hmm. you know. So everything is, for the most part in this society, up for review. And so when you talk about, I mean, the, as it should, though. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like I said, a lot of things that we have been told, either there was no truth to it. Uh, there's no valid reason behind it. What's right. the, why, why do I have to take my hat off when I walk in the building with women? What, what's the reason behind that? But we were always taught a gentleman is supposed to take their hat yeah, off. Okay. So I'm just throwing out things right now that we've been told, but there was no validity to it. Or mm-hmm. There's no reasoning behind it. It's just because it was said that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're talking about the lines of the communication, oh, this is what I always heard. I've always thought that when a woman talks to a man and you're telling us about your issues or your problems, you want a solution. Men are logical in the sense of if you come to me with a problem, I'm going to reflect on it and I'm going to give you a solution. Mm, no. But what I've been told is <laughs> we just when women, you just want to vent. <laughs> yeah, no. But see, even, Don't want no solution. But, but, but you know what? Even with that being said, can't you all say that as women... You know that you all have failed in that communication process. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. We're bad at it. <laughs> we trying to figure out how to communicate yeah, with, with each other. other. Okay. So, okay, so understand. No, we, yeah. see, and that's where social media comes into play, and and. Uh, Further pushing the idea of what a man and a woman, because you see these happy couples out here, but you don't oh, know what they're on. going nah, through. See, you know, and and you think, well, she communicated with her man, and nah. want two or three couples counseling with your pastor before getting married is not enough. Honestly, Listen. this should be like a six month. Mm-hmm. No, you know you what? Know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how many. You got people. I've known couples who have been together in relationships for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Then they get married. And then they divorce like two or three years later. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you've been together for all these years. So with marriage, you don't get it. I don't care how many counseling sessions you go to go through with a counselor <laughs> you or never pastor. Get married. Like when you like when you get married, I'm going on nine years next month. Oh, okay. And it's still thanks. Yeah. And it's still like it's things that you will not get. And as soon as you, you know, as soon as you overcome one thing as far as I understand her or she understands me. Boom! Something else happens, and well, because but here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing though. It's like that because of the fact that we are evolving human beings. I was just okay, about so to say, say that. Yeah. So because yeah, we talk about like every day we're steady growing. If you're not growing, you don't need growing. to be right. with nobody. Exactly. And so I I just said that yesterday. I was like, you know, Dion's going through a process where she's trying to conduct her some move a little differently, mm-hmm. and so now you have to address things differently. And so exactly, if everyone is goes. Through, if you don't evolve through your processes then you basically stuck as a shitty ass person yeah because, <laughs> so because you got to look at it like this right like, so you got to just re relearn your communication and be like okay to. i gotta it's a, it's go this way thing. now because see here's the thing i give these two scenarios you know it's almost like as soon as you figure out who your wife is 
then boom, she's evolved into another mm-hmm. person. And it's a good thing if she's evolving into the right person, which, Ooh. you know, and so now you right have to learn that person all over. You, you don't expect 10 years from now for your one-year-old child to be the same person. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. and so like with my children, you know, the age that they were at three, four years old, because my, my son would be uh, six, August the 1st, I don't expect for him to be able to communicate and for me to communicate with him the same as when he was one or two years old. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have to look at that now, you know, in relationships. So it's a, it's a learning. process applied into going into dating as well. Mm-hmm. You love, you look like, take joy in learning a whole new person. person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's true. People like new people anyway. If you're the same, you know, now you change now it's the change for the good now. Now right. you yeah, change yeah, into another person that's not productive in a relationship. Yes, that's why people get divorced. You know, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> change to something else. Right. Change to something else. Exactly. So um how does it affect or how does fatherhood um coincide with the depression? Does it Oh, okay. So now, <laughs> now with that being said. As a father, okay, so now, let me go back to my father. Mm-hmm. My father uh, was a pastor my entire life. And, Same. <laughs> and so, with Preacher that being kids. said, you know, my father was always at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say always at home, you know, because, you know, during the week, you know. So, you're talking about cooking. He would clean. You know, he would do it, you know, get us ready for school, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if If... We had to be, he wasn't one of those fathers where if you sick or you going to school, no, nah, you're going to stay your butt at home and relax. Mm-hmm. He was one of those type of fathers, you know. Okay. Um, now, with that being said, you know, you got the perception of a PK and all that, mm-hmm. you know, the strict household. It was strict in the aspect of, no, nah, you're not going to be able to hang out. It was strict of, you know, I have my rules, mm-hmm. but you, you have a life to live. And mm-hmm. so we always had a fun household. But then I also saw that side of my father where, you know, at times, I could, you know, at the time I didn't know. But the depression set in with him for different reasons. And one of those reasons is being that man who has to be the provider. Mm. And so for reflecting back on me, you know, um, first being married, finances weren't always the best. Mm-hmm. And I remember times where, you know, a birthday or Mother's Day would come up and I barely had enough money to get my wife what I thought she deserved. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, with things being better, making sure that, oh, I'm, I'm going to try to go beyond, over and beyond the best way I can. Mm-hmm. But as a father... If you never had a father or, you know, the father that you had wasn't the right type of role model, or even if he was, it, as a man, if you're a father and you know what kind of father you want to be to your children mm-hmm. and you're you're un, 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 unable to do that, that form of depression right there alone, mm-hmm. can, it, it could take you out because mm-hmm. you have now people, the difference between your wife and children is, you know, for the most part, if your wife wants to leave, she can leave. She's self-sufficient, you know, but your yeah. children are Yeah, but your children are dependent on you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And to a degree, yeah, your wife, I'm not going to say it's supposed to depend on you, but most women, even though they're independent, they want a man that they can say they can depend on. Absolutely. Yeah. You, know, you know, I know that he's going to pay these bills. Mm-hmm. I know that he's going to have my back. He's going to support me. That's for and the so, women that expect that because yep. be aware, there are women that don't have any expectations that they men except to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's why I said women. Because, <laughs> you know, there was, okay, so do y'all, have y'all heard of this uh, Black Men Don't Cheat movement? Yes. So now, <sighs> okay, now, I heard the song. There's a I laughed song? about it. Yeah, I mean, Lil Duvall and yeah. Charlamagne oh, the God. Oh, that's right. So they got a song. 
And I'm laughing about it. And, you know, I'm seeing people post on it. And so I was on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlemagne the God gave a don't care today to these women who are against this black men don't cheat movement. Right. And he went on about five or six minutes. And when he said it, it made perfect sense. He said, we're taking a day to celebrate black men who don't, don't cheat. cheat. Right. And they're out there. And he said, I ain't talking about these young black boys or these little niggas. Mm-hmm. It's my black men. Like, mm-hmm. And he said something that hit me. He said, basically, you know, when men cheat, they're trying to feed their own ego because it's something empty. Mm-hmm. He said, that's all men really cheat for because they're, they're egotistical. Mm-hmm. You know? And so as black mm-hmm. men, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have to do this. And we're going to celebrate. He said, you know, uh, for those people who are saying, oh, why you only taking one day? To celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Only y'all doing one day. He said, well, do we say the thing, same thing about Mother's Day? Right. Or Christmas? He said, no, we want this to be an actual movement. And yeah. so why, in, in essence, because I was talking to my best friend about it, he was like, oh, I need to listen to that interview. Mm-hmm. In essence, why you're thinking, okay, because when I first, you know, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the hashtag, I'm thinking it's just a joke. Yeah. You know, but he was making very valid points mm-hmm. and then we start speaking that to the sisters black right, men don't, don't you we ain't talking about we ain't talking about niggas we ain't talking about boys we talking about black a real black man don't cheat mm-hmm. that's something that women should embrace right you know what you know? absolutely because when when uh travis was here um he trap my check man <laughs> gamma gamma gangsta gangsta follow to the follow through what's happening boy oh, no. sorry i had to say that <laughs> gg right. in the house gangsta gangsta when he was here he was talking about um Selection, she, yeah, and picking better, and and if if we embrace if if black men embrace the black men don't cheat, and women embrace selecting better, it may actually kind of work out a little you know better. What? Hold on, let me tell you this though: in your influent Caucasian families, they select. It's still like a, yeah. a warrior mm-hmm. thing where they select who because see the thing they about try to it keep is the this. money in this inside. They try to the keep family. the money inside the bloodline mm-hmm. and yeah. everything. You know, with us, you, that just should be real. Mm-hmm. We should be Wh- whoever you sexually attracted to at that time. You know, boom, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I was watching Red Table Talk, um, and I don't remember this white lady's name, but she's an expert on infidelity, mm-hmm. and so she was saying marriage just used to be. Um, the how the men knew which family to take care of. Like, that's what she wow. said. She was like, it was whose children to take care of first, like, and then when he dies, who gets his things? Like, that's really what marriage was. It was like a financial benefit for the wife who mm. was married to this person. Wow. And so she was saying, like, we have wrapped up marriage and love and sex and friendship <laughs> all wrapped up and this is what makes us happy and then people lean on so when one of those things fall yeah and then okay. now it's like well I need to go find that elsewhere yeah and so I was like because if, hmm. if a man or woman is cheating it's either because they're not sexually satisfied they cannot talk to their partner or they need somebody it's somebody they know they've been kicking with so mm-hmm. now that's their friend so you're either cheating emotionally mm-hmm. or with your time or with your body mm-hmm. so, you know you know the difference between men and women when they cheat and I said this, you know, I've 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 truly believe this. A man can have sex with a woman and not be emotionally attached That's to her. That's what I've said at too. All. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a woman is hurt when her husband cheats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A man is torn to pieces mm-hmm. and crushed if his wife has an affair because you know it's an either you it's either one of these two reasons. 
Mm. Either A, you try to turn a hoe into a housewife. Oh, wait now. Don't be real on them. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's the that's first thing because, thing. you know, or B, she has become emotionally attached to someone else. So, in other words, oh, yeah. um, when a man marries a woman, she is sacred. It's, it's like he values her so much despite, you know, most men. It should, you know, <laughs> right. you know, you got men who abuse and do this and that yeah. and third. But you said men. For, yeah, yeah, man. Most boys, nicks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it, when a man, when it hits home and when it hits the fan to a man that my woman allowed another man to go inside of her. Mm-hmm. So now it was some emotions attached to that. Like, yeah, so, you know, and so, so that's, that's the difference right there because you got to think about how much, you know, with a woman and a man, the difference. I, it could be 10 women in here and me. Mm-hmm. Out of those ten women, how many do you think I could probably have sex with just by, you know, in the next five, ten minutes? At least two. As opposed to a woman <laughs> with ten men in here. No, she how many of those what? how many okay. of those you know maybe if you have a woman sitting right there, you got ten men and she's ready, how many of those men gonna take the opportunity oh, right all now? Oh, all of so them. Now, but why? Oh, all of but why? Because see women and I said it to say this. With the man, with the woman, you know, it's like a man has to do so much to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A real woman, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so women are valued. Even though society tries to tell you you're not a value, you know, women are valued high above you know a man because mm-hmm. of who you all are. That's but the true. thing about it is this, especially with black women. My wife and I was talking about this yesterday. The the age of butt implants. Yeah, the age of you got to do this to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But see, that was never our women have always been curvy. Mm-hmm. You know, our women have always had you know the structure different from a Caucasian woman. So it's like, who put this in your head? Right. And she 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 wanted to say, you know, with mm-hmm. black men, well, to a degree. Yeah. When Sir Mister Lot came yeah, out with Baby Got Back, yeah. right? When he came out with Baby Got Back, he went. To, what he was saying was all this time in the media, they've been saying that you know. Big, thicker women were not beautiful. Exactly. Now he's he was a, but, shining but, some light to it. Exactly. He's saying you are beautiful, but then it was taken in, taken out of context, and now women think that they got to do this and that. Our women never injected themselves with no. all these chemicals. Mm-mm. That's when white women started doing it mm-hmm. and, t- and selling it back to us. Right. That's where the problem came in. Do you think infidelity, because I know for women it definitely plays a role in our mental health. Oh, my <laughs> But do you think infidelity plays um, as big as a role in... Um, Male, male mental health because I know a lot of dudes <laughs> I know a lot of dudes that will like get done wrong by one girl and then it's oh, a yeah, rap right. and he just dogs, he just dogged right. everybody else out because you know of one female I believe it goes deeper than that okay well down the rabbit hole um, okay so to answer that question that could be but I believe it goes to the household with the mother now, why what? is that? My wife was uh, talking about a, a someone on her Facebook page who made a post and paraphrased, and the woman was saying how the reason why these black men are like this, or boys rather, is because of the mothers that they had in the household. And you had a lot of women who attacked her, but then you had a lot of men who backed her up. Mm-hmm. You got boys who see their, women, their mothers bringing home different men, mm. who put the man before... 
her the children. One, the children. Mm-hmm. Even and um We be so talking I'm, to them stupid bitches too though. We be like, girl, you can't have a bunch of niggas in front see, of right. they see, don't listen. They don't listen because even and I don't listen to his music, but uh what's the name? NBA Young Boy? I only think I only thing I know yeah, about him is that he just be on ball alert beating on girls. That's all <laughs> oh, I know. No, <laughs> That's all I know. He got um, a lot of kids now. Angela, you oh, was no. interviewed. I saw this yesterday while I was at work. And he couldn't even go to like New York because he had an ankle, you know, ankle monitor on, but he was talking about, you know, how his grandmother spoiled him. He said, you know, his father had been in jail since he was four. He talks to his father, but you know, his father had been in prison since he was four years old, so he never really knew him. He never visited him. He said he never go to jail to visit him because he's not going to jail. Mm-hmm. But he said his mother, they never had a relationship because she always put another nigga before him. Oh, and no. so when you, when you, as a black boy, if you see your mother acting a certain way or doing a certain way, that can affect your whole mentality one way or the other. It's going to be it's gonna be the one extreme or the other. Either you're going to treat women like the way you seen your mother treated, mm-hmm. or you're going to take a whole other route and say, you know what? I see my mother do this and that. I'm going to get someone totally different. And I'm going to tell you something. Honestly, and being a mother of two boys, I especially with uh, my oldest, because he had to grow. I had to grow up with him. Mm. So we were going through changes together. And so it was just me, him and I for a while. And I had to learn that um, I wanted to show him he was important. And when him and you know his father and I reconciled, this is the first time he's been in a position where he was not first. And mm. he had a hard time well, adjusting course. to that. So when the new baby came along, it was an easier adjustment okay. because he understood people's roles. Okay, Because gotcha. I never put a nigga before my baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever. No, that, mm-hmm. that wasn't even... It's supposed to be like that. Yeah, I know. It was... I mean, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, RJ always knew he was mommy's... Number exactly. one, I never made him feel like, well, I'm finna go do this. I always timed, like, either if it was a date or a trip or whatever around his schedule. Mm-hmm. So he never seen me, you know, gone. So until I started working at the post office, he was just always with my folks. So gotcha. when it came around to him actually seeing me in a position where I'm not head of the house mm-hmm. and where he's not number one, because he's still my son and you know, my kid, but it's not like it's his. It's a stepdad situation, okay. yeah. which that's you know that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. But this is your father, mm-hmm. and you need to see and respect him as a man. Mm-hmm. And I need to show you how a man and going through some changes and moving different, yeah. <laughs> you know how to a man should be respected. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to work on that now. So I'm on him like hard. So yeah, and how old is he? He's 11. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's the right. Because yeah. we, we headed into them teenage years, and I don't need him thinking he can pop pop his mouth off at his dad no longer. We ain't got the issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but I don't want him ever thinking that he can do that, but that's his biological father. Exactly, exactly. So and know, see, you know, mm-hmm. truth be told, you need a man in the household because, see, with me teaching, I taught middle school for 10 years, teaching high school for three years. These boys are looking for a male figure. Mm-hmm. At you least know, a strong... And a strong. Because even if there are same-sex couples out there, I still believe even if there are two men in the house and you have a, a, a little girl, 
there still need to be a strong female presence somewhere mm-hmm. because because exactly. children of the same they still look to the same sex to model after. Exactly. Not saying nobody can't raise no kids, but you just have to have, have someone, someone around. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a paternal figure. You have a grandmother, a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Just there should be. My grandmother raised nine boys by herself, so wow. I'm not yeah. saying you can't do it. And mm-hmm. two girls, I'm saying there there were older siblings yeah. that were still able to be male figures male for figures. like my father exactly. in that little group. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. I agree with you on that. Yeah. It should be someone around to of your choosing, cause it be male figures around that ain't shit that shouldn't be around your children. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you got no. the choose selection. Yeah. Exactly. So all those babies dying by the hands of boyfriends, right? And Sis, right. you gotta select better. See, you know, and also how many children have been abused? Right. You know, by and that's boyfriends. the other issue. That's another topic. That's another day. Mm-hmm. But you know. You got some sick people, and you can't leave your kids with anybody. Yeah. Mm-mm. You cannot leave your kids with anybody. Those are the most precious things we have on this earth. Because they make the next adults. Right. <laughs> exactly. Word. <laughs> and like they say, hurt people hurt people. Right. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, no. being so open. Appreciate oh, thank you. you. Thank, uh, thank what's you. What's the name of your book? Oh, yeah. Tell the name, name of your book. name of my book is Conversations, a memoir. And they can um, find it. You can find it by emailing me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me email. Um, email address is Bates. B is in boy, A T E S G is in good, another G is in good at gmail.com. Or you can re- uh, send a request on Facebook, Jonathan Bates. Uh, you know, uh, you can send me a friend request or send me a message and, you know, I'll reach out to you. But this book is definitely uh, a different book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's written differently, it's very open, very transparent, very dark. Yeah. But then, you know, after the darkness comes the light. So, you know, um, that just know for anyone, and you know, I had people reach out to me after the fact and said that they had been dealing with depression but did not want to tell anyone. The, the, once you admit that you have this issue, then that's where the healing can become, um, begin. You know, we need we are hurt people, right? And not to say that depression is, you know, um, just a cultural type thing, all cultures, all races, all people deal with it, but. With our people, it's something a little different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as black men, black women, getting the help that you need. Yeah. Right. You know, self-help, help from others. You know, it's nothing wrong, you know, getting help from other people. You know, so, you know, we, we got to help ourselves because ain't nobody else looking out for us. Amen. Nobody else looking out for us. So, you know. All right. Well, will y'all hit him up, and we hope you have a happy Father's Day. All right, y'all. I will. All right. And thank you all for having me on this show. Y'all are going to blow up. Oh, and I will be. I will have an opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I will have the opportunity to say, you know, I was on there. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much, thank and uh, we're gonna take a break. All right. All right. Hi, friends. Oh, hi, friends. <laughs> hi, friends. Hi, friends. You ever, like, just ask yourself dumbass questions, like, how did slave drivers know when they put a stop sign up? Like, how'd you know to stop if you couldn't read or you weren't allowed to read? (laughs) Right. So do you keep going? (laughs) Right. So if you stop, do they be like, nigga, how do you, how do you know how to stop? Or do you keep going and maybe, like, you know, get reprimanded for not stopping? (laughs) I would keep going. You're going to risk it. <laughs> risk it. So this this is a segment we're doing. <laughs> like, like, hi, friends. Hi, friends. We're asking hi questions. Like, how did Adam know to, like, name it fish or bird? And why are there so many different ones? And who named those? 
like catfish, swordfish. Who did that? Grouper. Is tilapia yeah. real? No, tilapia <laughs> is not real. Um, How are there so many chickens in the world? Or cows? McDonald's, sir. <laughs> That's a very good question. Why does Popeye's never run out of chicken? Well, the, the, yeah. So how do we eat so many chickens? It can't be that many chickens. You got chickens in stores, at restaurants. It ain't that many chicken restaurants. How many how many cows? Like, is it really a bunch of the cows out there like that? Oh no. To just be eating cows so and never burgers. run out? All that meat ain't real. My daddy's called kangaroo meat. <laughs> well, who's eating kangaroo? You know, they were putting um pig butts pig butts as like squid. That's nasty. <laughs> um, here's a question. It says um, are you telling the truth if you lie in bed? What does that mean? <laughs> are you telling oh, lie in bed? <laughs> so if it's two percent milk, what's the other eight? What's um yeah? What's, what's the ninety-eight percent? Ninety-eight percent. Oh, I think that's the pasteurized, but I'm not sure. What does pasteurize mean? I don't know that either. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> These are questions we're asking. <laughs> Hi, friends. Hi, friends. <laughs> okay, y'all. I hope you enjoyed our two new segments. Two new segments. We're going to just switch it up every so often. We're going to just try some new things out. So, you know, nobody gets bored and we... <laughs> You know, keep ourselves creative. Yeah. You know, gotta can't keep working out doing the same thing. You gotta, gotta get used switch to it. it up. Right. Yeah. So right now it's jokes and secrets. But time? this is gonna stay the same. Jokes and secrets. I'm gonna jokes tell a really. Uh, we're gonna tell prom stories. Oh lord. So I'm gonna just tell. I went to prom supposedly three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> How many times did you actually go? <laughs> I went to prom my freshman year. I was invited to prom my freshman year. Okay, I tried a little senior who was a senior or a junior. This is a junior. Junior, but like, I was hey, I was real close with his sister. Oh, okay. So we we were all in the band, and so um, he didn't have a date, so mm-hmm. his sister asked if I would go with him, and we all went together. So that was it was like like cousins. It was cool. It was cool. Right. So um, then I I was supposed to go my junior year. Mm. And I went my senior year. So what happened in your junior year that you were supposed to go and did it? I'm going to say something about my senior year first. <laughs> <laughs> my senior year, so you can understand my feelings about prom. Mm-hmm. My senior year, I was going alone mm-hmm. because I don't give a fuck about prom, okay? <laughs> I was going with some girls I was kicking it with from my high school. Mm-hmm. and that they were, they, They're cool. They're still cool. Mm-hmm. And... um. Everybody, some had dates, some didn't, and it was just, it was just gonna be us meeting up with some old people we kicked away from school. It was a cool setting. Right. I wanted to do that, right? Right. right. But my date, um, I was coming home. I had that morning. I left to get my dress because I didn't give a fuck about prom. <laughs> we went found a little cheap dress. I was doing my own hair and makeup, whatever. Right. Go home, change clothes, click, click, click out. <laughs> right. But we pull up and there's a guy sitting in front of our house and outside of his car. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. 
<laughs> so I was like, why is he here? I guess we were cool, but we were, you know, we didn't like, we mm-hmm. like that. So my mom was like, yeah, yeah, she had my date, my date told me she can't go, can't be on go with me. Mom, say no. <laughs> say no. That's where your mama volunteer you for shit. Baby, because Ruthie was like, sure, she ain't got no date. Wait a minute. So, I ain't want no senior date. prom was a real prom by accident. Oh. But it was, whatever. Junior prom. <laughs> so, my folks thought I went, right? There are pictures. There are pictures. She took of pictures. Of us leaving the house. I went in with dresses. my... In dresses. I went with a homegirl. My folks had went somewhere for out of town, but we were old enough to stay by ourselves. My sister, um, don't know what she was doing. So, oh, she went to stay with my grandmother. So, I was going to go to prom with my homegirl. Mm-hmm. So, we were spending the night at her house. So, we can go to prom together. Her parents had to do something else that night. So, it was just going to be me and her. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, yeah, we're going to go to junior prom, girl. Bitch, no. No, what did you do? So, I had a two-piece prom dress. So, it wasn't even a new dress. It was a dress I wore for a pageant. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't like, right. yeah. So, it was uh, a very, like, skirt, like mm-hmm. a Cinderella skirt. It was hot pink. Actually, I wore the dress. I wore that dress to the prom my freshman year. Oh, I used it for a pageant. So it was that dress. <laughs> I had a really pretty dress my freshman year. It's like Abby's blue dress. She's going to oh, keep no. wearing it to every good event. <laughs> Abby's blue dress. Yes, it was Abby's blue dress. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed I can relate. <laughs> so it was that dress. And um, it had like a little corset top, mm-hmm. and it fit real nice, and it was real cute little corset. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had the pair of jeans my daddy bought me, but my mama liked to buy her jeans because low riders were in, and she was like, "Yeah, little Anne, think I'm be around here," so she would hide them in her top closet. <laughs> but she was out of town. Okay, snatched them bitches. Okay, <laughs> we put on a little skirt, me and her, we posing for pictures. Her mom was like, "Yeah, y'all going to?" We were like, "Prom, prom, going to prom." Y'all in little, she gonna drive. No, that's fine. You good. Good Girl, we get in that car, pull over at the gas station, toop out the skirt, pull my, pull my little thongs on, because that was it. That of was the course. thing at the time. Of course. And I worked at like Route 21, so they were like 99 cents for pennies, so I was buying. Yeah, of course. It was, it was 50 cents with my 50% off. This, right. I had a bunch of them, I was hiding. So I put my thongs on, put my little pants on. Girl, kept my clear shoes on. <laughs> Shoes. My hair was done, curls to the side. She just changed, baby. Sis put on something else. I mean, she had straps on the side. I don't know where she got her shit from. She had straps on the side, like her hips were out, had her heels on. And she's a model, so she was beautiful, right? Everybody, we in the car. We didn't do nothing. We did. We didn't smoke. We didn't drink. Where were y'all at? We were in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Just riding around. Just, we were going downtown. We heard about a teen club. We would hear people talk about it all the time uh, at her church. Because uh. when we go to her church, you know, kids from, you know, beefos. <laughs> beefos. <laughs> boys beefos. from other schools. <laughs> right. <Beefos there. laughs> so we heard, you know, through the grapevine about a little shit folks be doing downtown. So we wanted to go see, right? Word. Girl, no ma'am. We walk in that bitch, pay $5. It's hot. Of course. Girls got on tennis shoes, <gasps> shorts, and these little polo shirts they used to pop they call I said I know you goddamn lying <sighs> I did all of this for nothing, nothing. they're selling pop at this counter <laughs> Y'all ain't got nothing else back here. I don't know what the fuck I was expecting. I just was, that was in, club. <laughs> in my head. I was, I don't know. I was expecting like uh, lounges and, <laughs> you know, waiters. <laughs> Not for teens, no. Nah. Girl, I was, oh, girls, bangs was 
stuck to the hair from the sweat. I said, mm-mm. 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 How long did y'all stay? Uh, we turned around and exit because uh-huh. it smelled like sweat. Oh, okay. Oh, no. It was Zeus. <laughs> it was the club Zeus. Oh, no. <laughs> but in my head, that was my first introduction to a club. So what I pictured from uh-huh. Sex in the City. Was not <laughs> and, what that was. Gr- uh, what is it? Not girlfriends, but um, living single. Remember oh, yeah. when they would when go they went to, to the, the club? club. Yeah. Right. And Drake, she was throwing drinks on people. <laughs> That's what my night was going to be in my head, you know? I hope I don't see a bitch in my top. <laughs> <laughs> not reality, sis. It's not reality. So we was like, fuck it. We get in the car, right? <laughs> we hopped downtown. So she was like, let's ride through the college. She's talking about UAB. And we end up finding some grown men. <laughs> of course. That wanted to chit-chat with us. And I was like, they know we... They know we like 15, 16, right? <laughs> Bro, I'm young. I'm young. And he was all right with that. And now looking back on it, mm. creepy. Creeps. But at the most, um, we didn't exchange numbers because I didn't have a phone. A word. See? Your parents still out there looking up. You ain't getting no goddamn <laughs> phone. phone. I didn't have a phone, girl. No. So, Did yeah. your parents ever find out? Or is this going to be their first time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, good luck on that one. (laughs) But we had a great time. We were safe, and I think we ended up going to, we still went to uh, IHOP to eat. Okay. I mean, it sounded like it was a fun, fun time. Girl, no. I had an after outfit for that, too. I had an after Did you change it to it? I had no point. (laughs) There was no point in doing none of that. So. Yeah, prom story from you. My tragic prom story. I feel like it's tragic in my mind. I mean, I guess not tragic because it was like, you know, a captain saving me at the end of it. So, of course, I went to a boarding school. Mm -hmm. Our prom is in the goddamn cafeteria, okay? Oh, okay. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, it's not like we left campus to do anything. Oh. So, um, I didn't... I don't remember if they had junior prom or not. I'm not sure. Maybe. I think they did. I don't think I went the first year I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, I had a really close guy friend. And so, we had promised each other, like, in the beginning of the year... That we will go to prom together. Mm. And so he ended up getting a girlfriend through the middle of the school year. And so I distinctively remember asking him, like, listen, if you want to go with her, mm-hmm. just let me know. And, you know, it's cool because I understand the situation. Yeah. No, no, Lex, it's cool. Like, I promise you we're going to go. Woof-de-woo, whatever, right? So I'm like, okay, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, no, I promise you. All right, cool. So, I wanted a champagne-colored dress mm-hmm. for prom. I don't know why I thought champagne was fly. <laughs> You're so bougie. I wanted, like, you know, like, sparkly. I was, like, going to be... I don't know who I thought I was, girl, because I you was... you be a... who you are, boo. <laughs> so, um, he wanted blue. Oh. So, spring break, I go visit my cousin in Hampton. She's a senior at Hampton University. And I really wanted to go to Hampton for school. And so um, I had asked her if I could come up for spring break and stay with her and just, you know, look at it. She was like, yeah. So she, while I'm there in, at Ham- in Hampton, she helps me find a prom dress. I'm sending him pictures, you know, like this cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I get back to school. <laughs> And I don't remember if he told me or if I heard it through somebody that he was going to go to prom with his girlfriend. 
And I was like, oh, nigga. <laughs> I went and found a dress specifically for Around you. And sent you pictures? You, yes, you. I asked you ahead of time if you wanted to go with her. You swore up and down you, you was going to keep your promise. And then to add injury, insult to injury, guess what color her dress was? I know it wasn't champagne. It was goddamn Oh, bitch, you should have been regimed. <laughs> should have took that school punch and said, oh, excuse me. Fuck you, me. It was God. a fly dress. I couldn't hate on her. She looked very nice. But I, don't I was care. like, oh, bitch. It's about your feelings, It baby. was. But so the saving grace, though, because I was probably not gonna go Oh, like after you. that cause I was like I don't wanna really wear this dress and, but um a really cool friend of mine who sat next to me in um econ I think it was entrepreneurship I don't know one of them bullshit senior classes yeah. that I never paid attention to um and so he wasn't gonna go to prom and I was like well I don't have a date like do you wanna go with me and he was like Sure. So I was like, well, I already bought my dress. I had bought accessories to match the dress. So I had given him like my bracelet or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he went out, got a vest that matched it, little top hat with the ribbon on it. And we went to prom together. It was cool. Look at that. Yeah. It would have been awkward with old boy. Yeah. It would have been awkward. His girl is across the room looking, like you said, cute in her dress. And he's mad and she mad. And now folks looking at you like you done did something. I don't remember if I got back to school or I was told over spring break. I don't remember. I I remember my cousin being upset and I don't know if I called her and was like, guess what? I don't know. Here's a funny story though. So my mom was always up at Piney Woods Mm -hmm. to the point where people thought I lived in Mississippi. Like she was always there. And so one time she came down and she pulled this nigga aside. (gasps) She should have. And was like, now tell me what happened. Right. Right. Because didn't she ask you? No, word, though. And I was like, oh, my God. No, word. I am my mother's only child. What did he say? He was just like, yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Uh Yeah, she was like, I mean, you could have did all this before she spent any money. money. She asked you about everything every step of the way. Like, what? Nigga, really? So, you know, my mom's a writer for me, and I appreciate she that. But it was embarrassing at the time. I mean, I worked, but I'm, you know, fuck him. What, what? is he like now? Is he fat? I don't know. I think he, <laughs> I know, he's not fat. Not yet, nigga. I think he just had a baby. He got a big head. Scott, I don't want to put that out there. Because people are going to know. But, I mean, I guess if people know the story, then they know. Oh, oh well, you know now. <laughs> so, you have big lips. Oh, he had big lips. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, work. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, that was my... It wasn't tragic, but it was kind of tragic. It was like my first, like, what? Nigga, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, first of many. What? Right. <laughs> Nigga, what? wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're like this forever. Girl, um, yeah. Anywho. So, yeah. That, that was mine. Well, if you have a prom story or any story, we right. just want to hear from you. Yeah, send Email it to us. at where's the lie at gmail.com. Where's the lie 19? Oh, my bad. Where's the lie 19? At gmail.com. Also, if you guys are a fan of the show, like the show, you can also leave us voice recordings on Please. Anchor. Tell us how you feel about it. We want to use them, actually. We want to use them as our intro. Right. So uh, we're going to tell you what they're for. Please leave a voice recording. Put some, we want to put a little composition together so that 
the show can remain personable and you know interactive with our listeners because we we love y'all. We love y'all. We love when y'all send us things and, and talk to us on Facebook. Yeah, and just... follow us on Instagram at Where's the Lie Nineteen. Yeah, and you know hit us up. Yeah. And thank you so much, for Jonathan Bates, for being on our show. It's enlightening. Yeah, he made a lot of good points. Black and... men in depression. That's right. something weird. You know. And y'all go hit him up for his book. Yeah, take the stigma off of it. Right. All right, y'all. We y'all take care. Until Have a lovely time. week. Happy Week. Father's Day. Love you.